Keep it on. Oh! Hi, guys. Dr. Missy here, the 15-Minute Rev. Welcome. I uh, did expect that to go fast or go live so fast. <laughs> That's called being non-prepared. Okay. There you go. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're doing okay today. Dr. Missy here with the 15 minute rev here. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a great weekend. Actually, a lot of things to talk to you about today. Actually, I do have a prophetic word and I have to get that off my screen because I've got it right in front of me so I can focus on you. Um, but anyway, hope, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. And before we get going, I want to show you something. Um, this was sent to me. We, we want to thank our sponsors, by the way, Margaret Rowe. With MargaretRow.com, want to thank her, Smack Talk Radio. Thank you for supporting us in the 15-Minute Rev. But I want to show you some of her jewelry for the, um, for this is what I, she sent me for my birthday. It's a diamond ring, and uh, she makes them. She designs them, and she makes them with the cubic zirconia or with authentic gemstones. You want to go check them out. She sells them on MargaretRow.com along with a lot of beautiful stuff. But I love her stuff. And so we want to thank her. Thank you for sponsoring us today, Margaret Rowe. You always come through and we appreciate you. And I'm going to plug your book because she just did a book signing uh, through the lens um, with a lot of her beautiful jewelry. She's in the L.A. area. One designer of the year in 2019. Go check her out. And then this is she and my book that we wrote together. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hi, YouTube, hi, Facebook. But anyway, this is our newest book. It came out this week. So you want to go check this out too. If you're going through some hard stuff, um, this might be for you. And this is actually about uh, where, because God takes me to heaven all the time. And so because of that, I wanted to write a book about it. And Margaret decided to join me in the endeavor because we actually started introducing her into how to walk in heaven. And so that's what we do here. And so that's what I'm talking about with uh, a lot of different things people go through, different hurts and things. So hopefully that book will help you and inspire you and encourage you maybe a little bit. But what's what's God saying for you today? What's God saying for you? And, you know, I have to honestly say that God has kind of dialed it back a little bit. Thank God on the hard words. I was like, whew. God, you're stressing me there. And you may not think so. You may not think you may, you may be saying, what are you talking about, Dr. Missy? That was a hard word. That was a hard word. I, I don't know. I'm all truth. I don't know the difference anymore. I'm just overwhelmed in the truth, just immersed in the truth. So I'm just saying what he's saying. So if it minister you, ministers to you, great. If not, I understand. But I'm just going to tell you, because of where we stand right now as the body of Christ, it would behoove all of us to listen to the truth right now. I'm just, if you want to get free from you and you want to come on through with the bride, um, it's it's a really, really concerning thing to me right now. But what's God saying to you? Because he's sure talking to me about 2024. And I wasn't alarmed until yesterday. And I'm not trying. There's no fear. There's no fear in love. But th it is concerning. It's concerning to make sure, and and actually it started for me last Friday. I'll tell you about that here in a second, but this is the title. The coming pressure of 2024, God in Joseph's snatching wealth from the wicked, and you're either going to crater or you're going to overcome. That's the choices that we have right now. That's the choices. And I didn't find that really, it was inspiring in the middle part. God and the Joseph snatching the wealth from the wicked. But you know, that's all about where you stand. You know that, right? Because if, if you're not standing in all truth, let me tell you how truth operates. What the Lord's been showing me about all truth. 
We have two different streams flowing right now. One is the true church, the true bride, and then the other one is the fake church. Okay. And they're losing firepower right now. As a matter of fact, they're so ticked off at the bride. They're doing all these crazy people over here, and I'm gonna call them crazy. Some of them are, but they they're trying so hard to come at the 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 true bride and the true prophets by thinking they're gonna overcome God, like they're gonna beat the tar out of God. And God's like, yeah, okay. And, and I'm thinking to myself, as a prophetic person, thinking, okay, knock yourself out on that one, because he's beating the snot out of them. That's really what's happening there. And so we're living in a time. When the enemy really is wearing people out, that's what I'm finding. He's wearing them out psychologically, uh, spiritually, to where I think people just want to be left alone and think of something else. But the problem is other times we're living in. And I think people honestly are at this place where they feel that they have to, if they have to listen to one more thing or one more news program or pod, anyone else, I think they think they're going to vomit, to be honest with you. Because everybody is so inundated with information right now. And I can understand that. And so I think as we come into the holiday season, hey guys, good afternoon. As we come into the holiday season, it's people are thinking that that's a way as a, a place to run away to, if you will, to get out of this, this regurgitation of information kind of a thing. But the problem is, is that the pressure is already building for 2024. And so if we're going to come through this new door, we have to stay focused for one on everything God's telling us in order to enter in. It's that critical now. And when I start telling you about everything that's fixing to start happening, he's not even done talking to me yet. And I'm a little over, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got a little stressed out last night thinking, whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot of information. And so I, I really, really think people are trying to find a break anywhere that they can. And unfortunately, that's the pressure of 2024 already entering in. You realize the pressure that's being created is the narrowing of the spiritual laws that are coming to play. Right now, that's what's happening. Where people are, are thinking they're going to run away and they're going to get away from the pressure, but they're already entering into it. And God says, ready or not, here I come. I told you it started in 2023 where God started kind of pulling the trigger on the gun. He said, okay, I've got to start somewhere. I've got to start somewhere to force my bride to enter in and to force people to choose who they're going to serve. It's going to be me or them. And so that's where he started really kind of narrowing. The narrowing started this year, but he told me, he said, come 2024, it's going to be drastically clear. We're going to see drastic change in the narrowing of the spiritual law. So this pressure you're feeling around you right now is that. That's where that's starting. So if you're a front runner, you're already feeling the effects of that. I know I am. I can say I am. I don't like it, but I am. So anyway, so the holidays provide, you know, a great opportunity for people to get their minds off the stress, they think, and onto another type of stress. That's what we're talking about right now. And so the problem is that we can't run away from what's coming. We don't have a choice, but to stay focused on God and what he says is coming. So my opinion, uh, for whatever it's worth, you know, you know, my dad always used to tell me, you know, Missy, you can't run away from trouble. You can't run away from hard things. You might as well take the bull by the horns and deal with it and get over it and get on with it. No matter what is included in that thing. And so I kind of already made up my mind, you know, and God is good like this because when we started this ministry 10 years ago, 
we didn't really understand uh, what God was doing. And I found myself, I, I knew that I was called to deal with the heart of God and help people back to glory, back to love, because that's why God takes me to heaven all the time. He's and he, he took me back 35 years ago to talk to me about that um, after the death of my father. And I talked to Jesus about it then, asking if I could stay. And he said, no, you haven't finished your calling yet. Go back. I'm going to use you with many others like you to help bring back the glory and the love. Hey, Brett from Sydney, Australia. God's been talking to me about you too, brother. Let me tell you. I'll call you later. Um, but anyway, he's bringing back the glory and the love now. You understand that? And so that really, if if you're asking me, that should be really, really encouraging to all of us because that's where we all want to be, right? We want to be back home. We want to be back home right back where we went back to the way things used to be everybody's saying that i'm getting ahead of myself right now but hang with me there so anyway things are never going to be the way they used to be i hate to be the bearer of bad news they're not we have so many people stuck in the old by and by and stuck in the way things used to be and god's doing a new thing he's doing a brand new thing hey stacy how's it going man hi bp um sonia didn't forget about my peeps over here. It's good to see you guys. Hi, Facebook, YouTube. So we have a lot of people trying to look back to the way things used to be, I think. I think people trying to figure out what happened, what went wrong, how do we get over here in this bar ditch, and even a lot of leaders, a lot of leaders thinking, well, I did everything I, I knew, I thought that I should. But, you know, when we deal with ourselves, I don't know about you, but for me, I get in the way sometimes. We can get in the way and because we're with ourselves 24 seven. And I think people, you know, a lot of people that have gone to church all their lives. Um, people thinking that, you know, I've done everything I should. I've gone to church every Sunday. I'm teaching, I'm leading, I'm doing everything I know to do, but are you dealing with you? Are you dealing with you? Are you willing to be honest with yourself? And I'm going to read you something. If I can pull it up on the screen without blowing myself off the screen Ah, oh, hopefully here in a second, but it's the new thing the Lord is doing in the church and I'll pull it up at the end of this thing, but we're not ever returning to the way things used to be. So the faster we decide to come back in, the sooner the peace that you're looking for will start to manifest around you. But getting there is the key because in trying to get back to love or back to God's peace requires a lot of warfare. You understand that? The enemy's not just going to let you go there. He's not going to let you just, oh, I'm going to go back to God. I'm going to go back into God's love. And I'm going to go back into God's love. Oh, he's like, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, that means there'll be more of God in the earth. Oh, no, no, no. Can't have that. But the enemy's not going to be letting go of society or their minds, their wills, and their emotions that easily. And when I get into the guts of this, you'll understand where I'm going. Or he's not letting go of your heart. Remember I told you about the Zodiac? I told you about... um. I told you about the Maseroff and how, you know, God lays his super on your natural. And we talk about the Zodiac as a way to, to reference the self, the flesh. Okay. Because you're born into the flesh, into the earth. But when God lays his super on your natural through the Maseroff, what he's doing is he's laying his presence on you, redeeming you in time. He's, he's trying to redeem you for time, trying to make your time new. 
and God says, time is mine. And so that's when we start entering into, thank you, Holy Spirit, I forgot about that. Um, that's when we start entering into learning about who God created us to be instead of being stuck with our fleshly reality of thinking, well, this is as good as it gets for me. Stuck under the curse, stuck under all the things that go with it, the demonic hits, the demonic uh, attacks, things like that. So if you if you look at it, if I was talking to you guys, I think I've talked to you, and I wish so badly I could get StreamYards working because I could have put it up on the board today, but I can't, um, unfortunately. Um, but if you think about the clock that I've shown you about from 1 to 12, and it depicts all the tribes of Israel, okay? Well, the Lord told me this last night. I thought this was fascinating. Um, the Lord explained to me that with each tribe of Israel, they're listed in the rank or in the position of success. The lower they are on the board at number one, Dan is the first tribe. You know, the success of Dan, they didn't know how to stop warring. They didn't know when to rest. So the higher you move through the clock or through the tribes, the higher you move in God's spirit, the higher you move in spiritual success. So whichever tribe you're born into, that's the month you start in. That's also your ranking in God's army. <laughs> I thought, whoa, that's interesting. Okay, so they also, the tribes represent all the parts of God's personality. So as we move through time, as we move through the clock, we're acquiring more of him. Okay, as we move through time. now. How do you move up in ranking and in positioning as a member of God's army? Like a one, two, three, four star general. You start moving through time and acquiring God's personality. So you become whole and well-rounded in time and, and you become part of the divine. Now, if you've ever seen the clock too, when I show you that diagram, there's a lower dimension of God's spirit and then there's an upper dimension of God's spirit. And as you move into the upper dimensions, those are the seven dimensions of God. That's where you really, when you get invited in, remember I told you that's the ninth of off. And so that comes in June where you have to be invited in time as you've gone through everything God told you to do before that point, you're obedient to him and you start aligning. He starts aligning your heart up again to where he says, you know what? This one's approved and he's inspecting you in the ninth of off. Come on through. I'm going to invite you into higher dimensions of myself to get to know you while you get to know me in higher dimensions. Isn't that fascinating? So that's what he's been talking about a little bit, but I'm getting off. I'm getting way ahead and off topic here. But anyway, ask the Lord about everything, but this is the prophetic word that he gave me for 2024. Don't get freaked out. Um, don't get bored. Don't leave. And, and uh, don't get freaked out. Let me stress that don't get freaked out. <laughs> okay. I'm prepping you. Okay, so because 2024, the Lord said, and this upset me, he said there are going to be a lot of shootings, many false flags. So this is why it's important to ask the Lord about everything. Make sure you're at the right place at the right time at all times. Psalms 91 becomes your best friend. And I had, remember I told you at the beginning of the conversation last Friday, I had a taste of that, uh, not shooting, thank God. But I went to go grab something for dinner and I, and I went into the city. I didn't pray about it. Just went in. <laughs> just thought I need to change. I need to get out of this place. I just need to change of pace. And I knew something was wrong the minute I drove in. I thought, what is up with the spiritual atmosphere here? 
These people are weird. God bless them. But you can feel the witchcraft in Austin. Austin is so full of witchcraft, it's not even funny. And it's gotten thicker over the years because we're, we're the biggest state in the nation, so we house the most practicing fivefold ministers. Therefore, we house the most practicing witches and Satanists. They're here to counter the fivefold that live here because Austin's a governmental city. So D.C.'s the head of the nation. Kansas City's the heart of the nation. Florida and California, the feet of the nation. One of our feet are pigeon-toed. Uh, but the head, what happens at the head will trickle down like the oil in the beard of Aaron. That's D.C. But Texas is the womb of the nation. So whatever is birthed out of Texas will grow and grow and grow if it's birthed for righteousness. So I drive into Austin, go to this place, pardon me, and um, it was so weird. I got the food and I'm getting ready to leave. And this woman hands me my food behind the counter. And she said, ma'am, and she holds on to the food. She said, you take good care of yourself out there. You make sure you're safe. You hear? And I thought, what a weird thing to say to somebody you don't know. I'm like, okay, can I have, I'm kind of trying to pull my food. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm thinking, okay, I'm leaving now. I'm trying to ooch away. Okay, I'm going. Okay, bye, 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 bye. You're kind of weird. Bye. So I didn't mean to say that, but that's what I felt like. And I thought there's something up with that. So I get in the car and I tell my mom about this whole conversation because she's with me. And my mom goes, that was the Lord. She's like, that was the Lord. And I was like, do we need to leave like pronto? Is there something going to happen? But then I get this word one night later. So God was warning me and he's warning every one of you, make sure you're at the right place at the right time at all times. And so, so the Lord said that 2024 will be filled with chaos because the enemy's trying to crawl to hold on to power, but with little success because God's bride is now entering her best time. These front runners who obeyed and picked up their cross while many have suffered much loss. Those Josephs who have stood the test of time so that many like Jesus on the cross could enter into the divine. Remember, Jesus got on the cross for many, not just for one, but all he needs is one front runner to break everybody through one of us. And that's it. We're well on our way. Praise God. So because God knew or they knew God was taking them somewhere, the Josephs. And this is fascinating today. So God said he's literally in this season in 2024, taking the wealth of the wicked and placing it into the hands of the wise as the transfer has already begun. So the fight you are currently standing within is the transfer of wealth. Hello. Hi there. It's because in God saying, don't you understand why God gave so many of you huge dreams to pray through about three or four or five years ago? Doesn't this make sense? Wow. Doesn't this make sense? It's because God's getting ready to use you to help other people through. Okay. So into the new, into the new. So, so to use you as a standard bearer of truth to show that they too can come near holy God if they're ready to deal with their heart conditions. Ooh, that's a key word. Keyword. So because we're entering into a new season, says the Lord, where people, where God is getting those who will listen to come around a hard right turn. And we saw this the last two nights. They're coming around this hard right turn. And it's going to be difficult. I'm not, the pressure is what makes it difficult. So you're going to have to prepare yourself psychologically for that pressure as God brings you through. And so 
He's bringing you back into his heart again to help them come back home, back to truth, back to love, true love, and out from underneath the dysfunctional type of love that they've been placed into. That's the world system. So there are many enemies rearing their heads in this place of time because they've come to a dead stop because just like God said, the spiritual laws were narrow. And we've entered into that place where the transition has begun for the divine. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. So those that oppose the Lord will begin to run away from the pressure of the narrowing of the gates of this new spiritual place. But the Lord says, where are you going to run to? Where are you going to run to? The only place you can run is into the devil's arms or heart or mind into the divine. So make sure you choose, but choose rightly choose rightly because it's all on you but as god enters his true bride to help them come inside and away from the chaos starting on those refusing to abide the lord says do you realize what the darkness is that's coming around so many of them who've been disobedient who've chosen not to enter in who haven't listened to or wanted to change at the lord's command because you now, the Lord says, this is what that is. You now have darkness building with its pressure, 2 Corinthians 4.8, which comes with judgment because you chose man's ways instead of God's spirit of truth, which would have helped preserve you. And so whose judgment, God's judgment, brings those participating in it then back under the curse where they're immersed in chaos. Because their hearts gave birth to what was inside. Ooh, this shocked me when he said this. The Lord said, when you give birth to what's inside you, it's caused by wicked pride as seeds of wickedness are now on the outside. Because those hearts conversed with the devil's heart condition bathing in his leaven instead of getting cleaned up as the heart, as the king commanded, which would have helped them to experience heaven. So out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as you speak and as you pray, as you decree and say, are you saying what God says? Are you saying what's in your own heart, in your own way? Because if you are, it most likely got you led astray, but it's also gotten you where you planted bad seeds, where they're fixing to come up as your harvest. So what we're seeing then in the flock at present are evil heart conditions that God is forcing to get aligned or to pay the price for practicing their own ways. Meaning people have gleaned much head knowledge about the courts of heaven, but their hearts are full of leaven. So they operate in evil speaking spirits who lead them to commit treason. Hence, they're being used against God's bride because they won't get cleaned up and come inside where they would actually have had some mental reasoning or have been able to operate in truth. So this is what God is talking about above with all these people's hearts where they've been operating in dysfunctional are perverted versions of their understanding of love. All of which has come out of their bloodline family upbringing. That's it. You just said it. 
out of the heart flow the issues of life. That's what was in my spirit before you said that. Thank you, Brett. So God's here to clean up the bloodlines. You get that, right? That's where you get all this is about. He's trying to get us to forcefully participate, although he's not going to bend your will. You have to choose to come inside. You have to choose to get cleaned up as his bride, choosing to mature, to operate in God's ways. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's let's keep let's keep going. So what we're actually seeing is a huge mess of people trying to confess the word of God without allowing God's truth to enter in to confront their sin because they know nothing else. That's what's happening right now. So the dysfunctional prayers and edicts decrease. Court actions are made through demonic entities getting in the way and using those vessels in the devil's attempt of keeping God's bride delayed. Did you catch all that? I don't mean for this to rhyme. It just works out that way. But probably the Lord said it's too late because we're already entering into major firepower as the bride. So the glory has begun. And God bless you guys who've been faithful because you're putting the devil on the run. And I'm so grateful. I'm seeing this now as we're sensing the shift happening again. So thank God it's happened within the last week. So praise you, Jesus. Which brings us to <clears throat> Ezekiel 29, 1 through 30. 26. And I'm going to, I'm going to warn you before we can get into this because I want to read something at the end of this, but I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough time. I may catch you next time on Friday. <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't think the church is ready for where God's taking them. Do you know where God's taking you? <laughs> because some of the people that are fixing to be raised up are going to shock a lot of leaders and a lot of you. And it's because a lot of us are, everybody's got a little bit of residue of religion on them. It just depends on how much you, you've dealt with to get it off of you. Okay. You have to, you have to get it off of you. If you're going to come in as the bride, absolutely have to get it off of you. And it's because of this, it creates this bubble mentality of how we think God is versus who he reveals himself to be. And so we have to focus and say, God, get this off of me. If, it, if it's on me, get it off of me, which then enters you into a process of delivering you from death. All the death things that you have believed were true over the years. <clears throat> so good morning, good day. Have a blessed day. So, but this is where we're entering into if you want God to draw near your vessel. Okay. So let me see where I'm at. Here we go. So this is about in Ezekiel 29, 1 through 30, 26. It talks about false power, trusting in witchcraft instead of in God. How many would agree that the church is steeped in witchcraft right now? Witchcraft prayers. Some people literally practicing occult witchcraft. I've seen it. I've been a victim of it. <clears throat> Pardon me, where literally people pray their own flesh. They pray with what's right in their own eyes instead of being led by God. Some people have fivefold giftings. Everybody does actually. But instead of allowing the Lord to clean them up so they could clearly hear the Lord, they do whatever they feel like doing what, what they think that they're hearing without realizing it's a demon they're listening to because they won't get cleaned up from them. So they're thinking, I'm oh, okay. How about you? <clears throat> That's what's happening today. So the end of the church, this is a time where we're talking about the end of the church. This is an end that God's putting it into the church operating in witchcraft. And, and I thank God for it. When I saw this today, I thought, I thought really? I had to reread, read and reread it because 
God is no longer toler tolerating the sin. And it's funny how I can see all the numbers bounce up and down over here. When I start talking about certain topics, people run away, but they don't want to hear the truth. They run away like it's really going to run away from them. <laughs> He's everywhere. You can't run away from God. He's omniscient. But starting in 2024, the Lord said, it's going to cost you mightily if you choose to practice and walk through this door. Through or in the enemy's ways, <clears throat> which might even send some people proclaiming to know Christ six feet under, caused by the judgment of the ancient of days. That's severe. And you know, it's funny how people have this mentality. They think, well, it hadn't happened to me yet, so I must be okay. It hasn't happened to you yet because God's got mercy and grace, and he's trying to give you a chance to get cleaned up and quit trying to save face. See, the numbers just went down. They don't like the message, and it's okay. God bless you guys, but you can't run away from the truth. If you're practicing witchcraft, where are you going to run to? Suffer not a witch to live. The Lord says that. He says if, if you're like the world, that's being lukewarm, by the way. He will spew you out. So these passages basically focus on a demon that Pharaoh operated in, but it represents in today's time the church placing its faith in the world's ways or in demons, witchcraft instead of in God and its attempt to obtain false power. People are after power. You've noticed that. That's why we've got so many people running, learning about the courts of heaven. Everybody wants power, but they don't want to get cleaned up what is it's, it's what actually gives them the ability to be effective in the courts where your words and your court actions stand. So witchcraft then, if you notice anything about it, that it gave man this instant gratification, but it had also entrapped man to lead him astray or into the wrong time or the hour. Got him in wrong timing with God. And it was very purposefully done by the enemy. So it's also based and it's connected to man having become so comfortable in his own ways or the world's ways and sin and dealing with spiritual things because of what truth in God had said, which brought man suffering. <clears throat> God saw the plan. He saw what the enemy was trying to do to man. He, the enemy's he's no dumb bunny. Do you really think the enemy is really going to allow you just to prance on into the presence of God? He's going to try to use everything around you, in you, at you, to try to keep it from happening, to delay you as long as he possibly can. This is part of the latter rain. So did you really think he's just going to allow it to happen? And so then we have to deal with the bumbling, this part of the bumbling church who won't get cleaned up because they're led astray. And the people who are trying to do right, and they're trying to live rightly, we have to contend with all their witchcraft prayers and all they're trying to play God over everybody else and leaders too, and thinking they know more than you. And it's like, good for you. I don't care. Go away. <clears throat> I don't submit to you. You're not even my authority yet. I don't know you. How can you be someone's authority head if they don't know you? You have to have a relationship. Not to mention the fact you haven't asked God who I am to him. But the problem is everybody's so busy trying to play everybody else's God. They haven't even had time to focus on their own heart condition. That's what witchcraft does to people. It's arrogance. It's pride. So man had become so comfortable in his own ways and the world's ways and sin 
in dealing with spiritual things instead of what truth and God said, which brought man into much suffering. We're entering into that place right now. And this is because of the demons who work through these ways of the world or witchcraft. The enemy wanted as many people as he could stuck in his heart condition. Remember the Zodiac? We're in the spirit of the world. That's why he tried to get us as Christians years back to try to get us to, oh, we need to fit in. We need to be like them. We need to have our music. We need to make, and not, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to promote, you know, professionalism, and th- I get that. Totally get that. I agreed with that. As a matter of fact, back then with regard to the church, because I remember thinking that, why does the church use some of these ideas and promote professionalism with these bands and these different praise groups. And they did, they started to do that. And then we started taking the church seriously, but that was in their attempt to be relevant. But in the process of that, we started realizing that with professionalism brings worldly success. And then we started stepping out of God's best. And then that's where we started trying to be like them. Really a lot of people where it brought people into witchcraft. But what that meant was that man was looking for a quick fix because man had gotten into a jam. This is now. So when we see these things happening and we see demons infecting the church, what is what's happened? Man has a tendency to go back to what, what they deem is easy instead of doing things God's way, which is usually the hard way. And it's a way that we think, oh, it's going to take too long to do it that way. We don't have that kind of time, God. So, we, And I'm seeing this literally where leaders go back to witchcraft, literally occult witchcraft, trying to illegally enter in. And God has given us a strategic mandate for this ministry. He's doing things very specifically. There are no shortcuts around getting back into the heart of God. None. None. Everybody has to go the same way, just like you had to go the same way to the cross. If you even went there through Christ Jesus, he's the only way to the father, the only way to the way, the truth and the life. That's what he is. And so it's the same way for coming back to the ancient of days to God. Again, we are coming into the latter glory and you want to enter in. You have to, Hey there, how are you doing Hillary? But it's the same way. But so man knows he's gotten into a jam. A lot of people know they've gotten into a jam and they know judgments also at the door. But because they're still practicing and what they've done before, many are easily turning to ungodly practices, trying to illegally attain power when they know God doesn't approve. Yeah, that'll get your butt in a sling real quick. So, so this leads many to practicing their own ways, which led them astray. And, and this whole context of this passage was about how a lot of these people thought they had control of God's wisdom, God's knowledge illegally. Do you understand that the occult practices through the Sephiroth? There are like 32 paths or something on the Sephiroth. That's what I've studied, the enemy's camp. And they think that there's 32 paths to enlightenment, but that's their way to illegally tap into the tree of life. You know that, right? Um, and it's illegal. It's all done illegal. And then they try to connect to different believers. They try to connect to you. 
you because they know you really have the power. And so that's their way of getting knowledge. That's the way of tapping into false power. So you have to shut them down in a specific way, which we've done, thank God. But the enemy's objective in all of this was to control mankind, which led to a war of a different kind, <clears throat> completely different kind of war. That's the war we're now standing within. So how does God capture a monster or a wrong mindset? I believe when God started bringing this demon down, he did it back then, he's doing it right now. And it, this is occurring when Pharaoh deemed himself as a royal monster where he thought he owned the whole Nile, the river of knowledge or power, until God told him who he really was. He said, you're just a, re you're just a weak reed. That's what he's telling witchcraft today. You're just a weak reed. And those of you who practice it or, or practice witchcraft prayers, you're just a weak reed because you're just flesh. I'm not enduing you with myself. You won't even let me come in and rest on you. You won't even get cleaned up from you long enough so I can come in and see who you are and what let you see what I might do, says the Lord. So he can't be where sin is. He comes around us. Yes, he'll help us. He'll help us get free. But we have to choose to participate in his ways so that we can actually see what the Ancient of Days wants to do. And this is a season, by the way, where God said, you're about to enter into power, firepower like you've never seen before. Many of you. I got to hurry up. I'm 37 minutes. Lord. So God was bringing down this false power. So God's glory could enter in. Meaning this explanation actually depicts all leaders now on seven mountains, on all seven mountains who think they're bigger than God are untouchable to the Lord's hand. Because either they've gotten away with so much for so long that they don't even care, or they're absolutely deceived. That's what I believe that means. But the passage is actually depicting where God got fed up with their illegal entry. He's tired of them coming in to the, the tree of life and things like that, and then trying to use the word. God is the word. Did you know that God in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was God? So if God is the word, and you're using his word and scripture with your spirit of witchcraft on you, he's getting offended. And he's like, uh -uh, I don't do what you do. You don't mix the holy with the unholy, ever, ever. You need to deal with you. So this passage is where God got... I'm tired of all these people turning to other gods like witchcraft. And he's trying to help them see real power instead of taking it illegally in their attempt to get it back. Whether it was subconsciously or consciously done, he didn't care. He wants it cleaned up and he wants it done now. So what did God do to Pharaoh? He broke his arms. He broke all of Pharaoh's arms to show him who has the mighty right hand of God. He's letting people see. In this day, you're fixing to see, by the way. And it was to also show the enemy that the enemy was fixing to set God's people free. Because God was going to allow this whole situation or all those who practice witchcraft to be invaded and overtaken by other dark forces. What did God just say was going to happen in 2024? That we're entering into the more narrow place where the cursings are coming down. That means you're going to be opened to demonic attack if the cursings hit you for not being aligned.
The pressure you're feeling right now is that. That's the pressure. Everybody's, everybody's starting to try to run away. They're getting really nervous and they're trying not to listen. They're tired of listening to the news. They're tired of listening to things they think cause them pressure. But what if the pressure's in you? Where he's trying to put his finger on you. Get free from you. This is why we try to help you enter in to get free. We do deliverance here. Get free fast. Actually, it's not ever fast. Nothing's fast, but at least faster than what you would do if you were doing it alone. So I believe this also represents the fake church with its fivefold giftings with the devil and them trying to copy the Lord's power and what the devil uses them to do. Remember, I told you about everybody being given fivefold giftings. You just got to get them cleaned up so God can use you. So God basically in this whole situation began to bulldoze through Israel's enemies because he's going to have his way. That's the best part about knowing the ancient of days. And it's where God was absolutely intent on getting his people free from worldly thinking, worldly ways, out from underneath the devil. If they'll just hone in on their own sin. Because this new level is very, very hard unless the church enters in and gets free to do it. You have to get free to do it. You can't stay in your own ways. And if you know anything about Jesus, when you start moving around demon-infested people, you know what happened to Jesus, right? He had a hard time. They attacked him. They killed him. So that's why God, I believe, is saying in 2024, include me in everything. Ask me where you go. Matter of fact, this is what happened to us Friday too. The Lord said that, I asked him, I said, why do we have to ask? Not that I'm rebelling, but why? What is going to happen? And he said, because of witchcraft, Missy. He told me that just Friday, before I even got this word today. He said, because witchcraft is impacting people at such high levels now. Have you noticed the chaos on people? People are having a hard time keeping their focus. They're, they're, uh, we went through a drive through somewhere to get a Coke and they messed up our order like three times. So we had to drive through three times. And I'm thinking, what is going on? <laughs> what? Why was that so hard for it? And he goes, it's witchcraft. It's all witchcraft. But that pressure is starting to get to people. And so people are going to be manifesting in different things around them or in them, actually, out in and around them. So, yes, you need to be praying where you go, making sure you're at the right place at the right time at all times. But Jesus had to do these same things. And even though God is using judgment to force us into a hard right turn, we also need to understand he's doing it for our own good. He's not doing anything to hurt you. It's because he loves you too much to leave you the same, but he needs you to choose to follow through. You have to choose to come back to him again. Which brings us to Hebrews 11.32 through 12.13. And it talks about runners. Learning to be like heaven and not like yourself. Choosing to step out of hell, even when surrounded by it. Isn't that interesting? So this is all, I never plan these things. This is how it always comes out. So, you know, it's funny to me how the world likes to make God look like he's obsolete or like his ways don't work. And unfortunately, though, we live in a world with the McDonald's drive through mentality where they've forgotten how to work and pray with God. We've forgotten God's ways. And we've forgotten that when God starts doing a thing or a new thing, it doesn't happen overnight. So it's, sorry, it, you have to 
understand that it's an unfolding. It, it's an unfolding process that you've stepped into where it, it, it's not just going to happen where you think you started something a year ago. It may take you two or three or four years to pray something through. And that's what we're stepping back into right now. That's what Abraham knew. It's the ways of God. So decreeing a thing and then waiting for God to manifest it in his time. And I believe this mindset comes from this, this McDonald's drive through mentality comes from technology with its need for instant gratification, where we obtain our, what we want in an instant through our phones, our computers, or other worldly thing. But do you see how the enemy has taught us these things, how to have or think we could have something in the blinking of an eye? And life just, the spiritual things of God are not like that. So he's trying to bring us back to that right now if we step inside. So in doing so, though, we've gotten away from God's ways. And it's also why God banded together a band of Josephs or frontrunners who dared to trust God and all they did because they knew they could trust love. If you know anything about being a Joseph, what is, what's, what's the difference with Joseph? I don't know about you, but if this is you, I bet you've been in a trust test for 30 years to see what you believed. And if you would stay true, is that not true? Where from, from as long back as you can remember, everything's been hard. You went from fiery test to fiery test to fiery test to see if you'd pick God in all things. God told me just the other night, everything from this point on in the test is about trust and selecting the truth or selecting God above everything else. What does that mean for you? So do you ever find yourself in a test test? Where you have to, even if, if it's with uh, people higher up than you in the spirit or whatever, however complicated the enemy makes the test, you have to be able to discern God, the truth, and what God would have you do within that thing so you can pass that test. And that sounds generic, like a generic can of green beans, but the enemy complicates things. He makes it as complicated as he possibly can. He does it in our jobs. He does it in our relationships with church, with marriage, anything. Anything to get you to break spiritual laws to where you harm yourself and, and create your own suffering. So in our ability to run to God and re being retrained how to run back to God, God, what do you have to say about this thing? We're running to all truth. Saying, Lord, what would you have me do? Because God always knows the way out and he knows exactly what to tell you. So. We're learning to trust God in everything because he's tired of the enemy getting us to work against ourselves and breaking laws against ourselves. And so this is the way we're going to come out of hell. If you know anything about Joseph, the Josephs, God tested them just like he did Joseph by giving many a dream. And then he began to clean them up so they would grow up because he saw that these times were times where many would lose faith in him. So he raised up those who would not tolerate any other way but truth's way so that it would help bring society back to the ancient of days. But 
out of every other type of idol or out from underneath the death structure of religion to help them find identity so they could get to know the king again and live in heaven's reality. Do you know why God wants you to come near him? Because he wants to bless you and manifest heaven's reality around you to let you be a standard bearer for the world to say, hey, look, God's real. Look, I'm a living example. God's real. He's real. Look what, not that you're going to go around boasting what he's done, but maybe look, God, and they're going to say, how'd you get that house? God did it. How'd you get that thing? God did it. How are you doing that? These times when times are so hard, God did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. You're going to get a t-shirt that says, God did it. God did it. God did it. Heck yeah. That's the reality God wants you to live in. He's bringing on earth as it is in heaven. So he's got to put heaven into you. He's got to get the flesh out of you and put heaven into you. Aha. Thank you, Father. So, you know, I think that you really, really can judge the quality of people's faith by the way they behave. If, if they don't have a whole lot of faith, they've got poor actions that they usually behave in. <clears throat> and, and that's not to say that, you know, people can't have a bad day. Sometimes you just have a bad day. I had a horrible day last week. Horrible day. Used foul language that I probably would make some of you squirm thinking, oh, does she believe in God? Yeah, sure do. Peter did too. <laughs> he did too. But there's a difference in that. You don't stay in that bad day. But there is a time and a place for everything because sometimes some people just won't hear you any other way when you're trying to get your point across. And so, especially those choosing to stay in witchcraft and religion. But if you know anything about being a successful runner and a believer, we have to submit to discipline and submit to training, which is God's goal in our maturity process. And if you know anything about true love, true love takes time. Time to read a book, not just judging every book by its cover. This is where God's taking us back into, by the way. I love this. Absolutely. I love this. And if you know anything about religion, religion always looks at the cover. And if it's topic matter doesn't fit their narrative, they toss the whole book out. So they can stay the same because the devil in them knows that knowledge is power. So it's trying to Get them to shut down that knowledge before they ever enter in. Do you see how the enemy dupes us? He uses us against ourselves by not trusting God. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Because if we're in a trust test and a truth test, when we entered into this test, we had to know something about God before we even chose to enter. We chose to enter. It was pure trust. What is that? It was believing all the good things God had done for you in the past. And you knew God's best, that he had the best intentions towards you. You didn't know where he was taking you, but you know that he's got great intentions and he's never going to hurt you. Not ever. He, he may allow you to go through some suffering, but he has the best of intentions towards you. So you knew it was taking you some. Where Joseph, you knew it. But the problem with religion, and this is what God knows, that those who, and this is not dealing with religion, these are people that really know him. This is where you're entering into if this is 
part, if you're part of the bride, that those that truly know lo warm love, they quit judging people rashly and their attempt to have moral superiority over those that deem not like them. Because it was never my goal to be like you, but instead to be like him. Because in him, I don't have to deal with the flaws of man. What does that mean? When I learn to use God's heart by having more of him, if I have a lot of God on my vessel, in my vessel, because God is helping me to step in. I'm coming back in as the bride. I'm coming back into the ancient of days, into his ways. And I dreamed about saying this to you probably about four or five years ago. I just got that in my spirit. I forgot all about this until just now. But if I learn to use God's heart with his help of helping me to step back in, I begin to deal with me first while getting to know God too. Because I'm realizing, I'm getting convicted that if I step in in the flesh, I don't look like him. I may not even act like him, but because of the love that he's shown me unconditionally, you want to change for him because you love him. So you let him change you. You're not trying to force other people to be like you. You're following him and your focus is on cleaning up you. And it's so... He does this so that we won't become each other's judge. Matthew 7, 12, judge not lest you be judged. Remember, the only per person that judged Job was God. He said, I have this one charge against you. God said that, not man. His, his, his goofy friends over there, they were some kind of friends. They were trying to help Job. And all they did was make his misery prolong because they were judging him. And they got judged because of their sin. That's what happens to people in the courts and they don't get cleaned up for themselves. But when you learn to see what Jesus sees, you start seeing the book inside. You start looking at the contents of every book that comes across your pathway. And then heaven and earth collide. Because you see them like Jesus sees. And you quit acting, you quit acting, you quit acting like you've got the right to judge people for their sin when maybe you need to enter in. Maybe you need a little bit more of him to help you in your way. And do you remember when we used to be like that as a society? Remember that? Well, we quit. We, we were so quick to judge people or judge books by their cover. Some people were rough around the edges. They didn't look like us, but we sensed something about them. The spirit bore witness with the spirit in our, the spirit of God in us bore witness with the spirit of God in them. And there was just a goodness and you knew it. And you thought, wow, I just take, didn't take a little bit of time to get to know them. And sure enough, God allowed that and the unfolding of a new thing, a new friendship happened. And you got some treasures in your treasure chest. Imagine that if we could step into that again. But these are the successful runners. <laughs> I could not believe when he said this. The rest are just people running in place, never going anywhere but always saying, hey, look at me, look at me, follow me, while they stand there in a state of disgrace. <clears throat> That's the religious. That's the spirit of religion. People get stuck there. Look at me, look at me. Always in the flesh, stuck in the flesh. Lack of character. Because there are certain things that love just never does, it never says. If you know anything about true nobility, 
there are certain things that love just believes. And you always believe the best about a holy God, about others. You give them the benefit of the doubt until God says something else and says, hey, don't go there. They need to do some work with me. And he'll protect you from people like that. He sure did for me. Which brings us to Psalms 112, 1 through 10. True fear of the Lord. And um, when we have a true fear of God, why, why do we need to fear man? Why do you need to fear man if you know the Lord? What command do to you? Because it's in truly fearing the Lord through a holy fear that truly conquers the demonic fear in the world. You notice there's two, there's two types of fear. Did you notice that difference there? And there are no comparisons. There are no comparisons because when we fear the Lord, we know nothing can beat him. There's so there's a demonic fear, and then there's a fear in fearing the Lord's holiness. But when you find yourself struggling with fleshly fears, it's a good indicator that you need deliverance <clears throat> because that indicator shows us how much of the enemy's ways we have inside of us versus God's way. Do you fear a lot of things? We're about to wrap up. We may go a little bit over, but not too far. And you know, I don't fear the world. I just fear him and what he can do if I disobey him. But all of the ramifications around me don't really move me anymore. Not at all. Uh, in the spirit of religion, if you know anything about that, has a way through the demonic in people or demonic ability to make people, supposed believers, fear everyone around themselves. Have you ever noticed that pattern? Some of you may just absolutely want to crawl under a table. Don't get mad at me. I'm being blunt with you. If you came on this broadcast, I will preface this that I love you before I say this. But if you can bear the truth of God in me and, and go away and say, God, is that in me? Get it out. Get it out. Matter of fact, today, go through deliverance and get it off so you can enter in. This is how religious people operate. They fear people with different skin colors. That's a given. Or those who may not have the same convictions. Your convictions are my convictions. We're on different spiritual pages. A lot of us. And in your perception of the world, or not the world, but the word, may be off. So if your perception of the word is off, meaning that you have blinders on or you have some demons on you, that's going to make you perceive the truth wrongfully. They're always arguing over doctrine when Jesus clearly stated that he hated that sin and its contradictions. And then they're always trying to make you as sterile and dead as they behave. Where some actually operate in the fivefold. And that's going to trigger a lot of mindsets and hearts stuck there. But their stuckness is as deadly as it makes them dysfunctional. Hi, Joyce. Because those mentalities are so deadly. When most of these people walk around stuck in Jezebel, never even being aware. Have you ever noticed that? Some people are so stuck in these mindsets and they've lived 
under the structure for so long. A lot of them raised in church. A lot of my family went to church. A lot of my family members are raised in church. I was raised listening to Billy Graham on Sunday. So I didn't get exposed to that spirit of religion until God took me back to church. And boy, did I see it then. I thought, what is wrong with you people? You act like you're afraid that you're going to get the cooties from touching somebody or I don't even know how. It's like, there's one thing, it's one thing to understand spiritual, uh, the demonic on people. Okay. But you should never be afraid of loving people. And, and, and don't get me wrong because in spiritual, I will preface it with this in some spiritual atmospheres, demons do move and they transfer. So you've got to listen to the Lord there. But everybody needs love. Everybody needs love from above, not below. But these people, they've never known true love. Operating stuck in hypocrisy, claiming it was true love. When they repeal or excuse me, repel others around them. But that doesn't sound like love to me because if you know anything about true love, true love isn't cliquish. It's not political. It's not a game where you benefit off somebody else's uh, lack of information. See, God's all about getting the sheep cleaned up right now. And he's all about getting leadership cleaned up too. And what I'm seeing is a lot of sheep are very, very trusting people. I was at one time until I started seeing all this garbage and I thought, and then seeing the dysfunction in leaders and thinking, why do you have a standard for the sheep, but not for yourself? And you're not even living out your own con supposed conviction. Why? I mean, everybody's got something, but I mean, I guess that goes back to not judging each other either. We don't want to judge each other. But at the same time, you do want to be able to set boundaries with people and saying, hey, that's not God, Joseph. That's not God. That's not God. That's not love. You sense when love, you sense when God's in the room. People know God when he's there. So what that basically boils down to then is there's a whole lot of people, a lot of leaders, a lot of people, sheep even. I can't just label leaders like this. A lot of sheeple walking around, stuck underneath this false apparatus, trying to place it on everyone because it makes them feel comfortable not having identity. But what does identity give you? Identity actually gives you power because you find out who you are and who you are, what you were placed in the earth to do. You learn how to get your five-fold giftings cleaned up. You learn how to grow up and you stop being afraid of yourself and him too. And not just yourself. You you stop being afraid of other people. You don't let man control you. What can man do to you? So that leads me to Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. As we wrap this up today, uh, and I know that when you talk about religion, before I end this, that's very complicated. There's but there's a difference between holiness and religion. Holiness is maintaining love's standard when God's convicted you not to do a thing. That's what he gives each one of us. He gives us each standards as we're standard bearers to live by. And yours may be different from mine. But if, if they are, then I'm not to judge you for that. I don't know what God's told you. You don't know what he's told me. So, you know, we don't cause people to sin, but 
at the same time, I can hear God for that. So can you. That's just a part of loving unconditionally and not judging man. Remember, God's the only judge. So even when you know what you're hearing is true, but that goes back to people abusing their fivefold giftings and getting in other people's business. And this is what I have a problem with. I'm not saying there shouldn't be accountability. Prophets are always accountable to prophets. But I think because of technology and all that, that mindset's permeated in where we think it's our business to be in everybody else's business. And the fivefold giftings allow for that nosiness instead of teaching people to keep their focus on the crap in their own backyard. Clean up the crap in your own backyard before you start judging other people's. That's the bottom line of that conversation. That's what I've always been taught. Sweep your own steps off first. And, and if God gives you a word to say to somebody, prophet, hey, then you obey the Lord. You obey the Lord when he tells you and gives you words, prophet. But until then, mind your own business. It's not my business to be in your business. So Proverbs 27, 17, it says, iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens the face to face his neighbor. And it's almost universally seen as positive. But some view this as an example of tough love. Oh, my goodness. While others are reworded as the verses saying faithful are the wounds of a friend than the wounds of an enemy. Wouldn't you rather hear correction from someone who loves you rather than somebody who's just judging you, who doesn't really know you? See, that's where you got to be a good friend. You got to be faithful to the king. And that's what my friends tell me. All my friends are really, really truth bearers. And they always tell me, Missy, don't ever get between me and my relationship with God. I didn't understand that at first, but now I do. And it's because he has to be number one in everything. But in having God be number one in everything, then you're loyal to the king. And so if your friends are screwing up, then you go to your friends and you're like, hey, God, show me this about you. I, I love you, but I got to tell you this but those are the people that have a right to minister to each other because they have a relationship they've read the books they know the contents and they're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater like religion does so anyway i hope you're encouraged dr missy hood i'm glad you joined me this afternoon and you know i'm gonna be talking to you on friday hey don't forget uh for christmas oh yes we just got our new book came out i just talked about it at the beginning of the broadcast just a conversation away it's out now i'm so excited you need to go check that out margaret Rowe and i wrote that together it's about our walks in heaven talking about uh when my cousin passed away we ran into him in heaven and i'm telling you the veil is so thin right now it's shocking shockingly thin and I think that's why so many prophets are going in and out of heaven so much now. But you want to go check out that book. Also, go check out her book, Through the Lens. She wrote this book about her jewelry design company. Go get yourself, ladies, go get yourself. Let me show you what she gave me. I'm bragging on Margaret right now. She gave me this beautiful diamond ring. And she sells them with authentic gemstones. She sells them with uh, cubic zirconia, whatever you like, whatever your budget. Go check her stuff out. She is the next hottest thing coming up. We're going to thank her for her sponsorship. Thank you for watching. We're going to catch you again on Friday. I forgot the day. But until I see you, go stay safe. And I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.